Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. We're shifting today from Buddhas and bananas to the blueprint. Jesus is our blueprint. He is the Father's design. And we are shifting now in our reading of the book Toxic Love by Malcolm Smith to begin to shift into how the love life was meant to be lived. So join me in this shift. As I am traveling through Europe, let's continue to travel through the truth of the blueprint. Okay, I'm fighting the urge, my friends, to comment on everything within uh, this reading of uh, Toxic Love by Malcolm Smith, Um, but I'm sure there will be some comments coming. So I want to continue reading, okay? This section out of chapter three is on emotional reality, and I love it uh, because of how provoking it is to awaken us that Jesus did not live enslaved to people. And so when we hear this, uh, it can provoke us to be like, wait, wait just a minute. I think I'm going to have to look through uh, a completely different filter uh, to be able to really let this pierce me and and uh, sink in and go back and reread portions of Scripture in the lens of Jesus not being filled with toxic love, but Jesus being filled with the Father's love. It's of a completely different source, a completely different kingdom. It bears completely, completely other fruit uh, in our soul, right? The love of God is poured into our spirit man once we are alive to him. It's not that God has not always loved us. He has. The word says he loved us when we were yet his enemies, but I cannot receive this love nor live in it and be nourished by it until I'm born again and I'm one with him and can receive it. And I know that is offensive to the natural mind because the natural mind, the mind of the flesh, thinks it should be able to have whatever it wants if it earns it. It thinks it can demand things. Maybe later we'll revisit again the truth of do you live by the command of God or by the demand of others, right? There are things God commands me that you can't get from me by demanding it. It doesn't work that way. In the kingdom of God, he commands it. I receive the love of God, and therefore now I have love to love God, myself, and my neighbors with, and therefore I must follow the command of God to love you. You cannot demand it, even though it is the known will of God. So you can't make me or any other person love you. You see, self-love, human love, can't stand the freedom of others. It doesn't like it, but God defines freedom, affords us freedom, and we get to decide. We get to choose. So anyway, see, there I, there I went. I said I was tempted to make comments. No, I'll wait. Then what did I do? I made comments. Okay, here we go. Okay, reading from Emotional Reality within Chapter 3, Toxic Love, Malcolm Smith. Humility. 
which is the key to peace of mind in the world, is simply living in reality, coming to terms with the way things really are. It is fully knowing our humanness and living comfortably in it. This means knowing our limitations as well as our areas of ability and offering all to God for his use as he lives unlimited in us. It also means recognizing that others have abilities which we do not have and letting them serve us with them. Jesus lived in the reality of his humanness and knew what the Father wanted to accomplish through him. He never sinfully fretted that he could not do more. He was fully aware that he couldn't be what the people of Israel wanted him to be. In fact, he was the greatest of disappointments to the Jewish people, and he knew it. They had an image of their Messiah that didn't fit reality, so they wanted Jesus to be more than he was and to give more than he could give. If he had listened to them and out of need for their approval tried to be all that they wanted, he would have been less than Messiah. He would have sinned and certainly not been the Savior of God's specifications. He knew the people to whom he was sent were disappointed in him Yet he lived in perfect peace, knowing he was completely fulfilling the Father's job description for his life. The people of Nazareth could not handle his claims to fulfilled Old Testament prophecies and would have killed him if they could have. Luke 4.28-30 As a true human, Jesus would have deep emotional hurt knowing that the boys he went to school with now wanted him dead. But he chose to live in the reality of their inability to see God's Messiah in the familiar face of their next-door neighbor. He moved the center of his operations to Capernaum and strengthened himself with the words, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown. Matthew thirteen fifty-seven. He was surely a disappointment to the sick in Jerusalem when he was in Galilee. Living in the reality of his humanness, he knew that he could not be everywhere and heal everyone at the same time. You can be sure someone felt that the real Messiah ought to be omnipresent to heal them now. But he was limited, a true man, and could not be in all places at once. He never felt condemned that he had to leave people with their great needs and go on to the next place. He was directed by the Father not by the needs of the people. Mark 1, 35-38 Jesus certainly upset Salome when he did not enthusiastically embrace her agenda for her two sons, James and John, to be seated next to him in his kingdom. Matthew 20, 20-28 She wanted more from him than he could give her. If Jesus had had a compulsive need for her to love and affirm him, he would either have yielded to her or been thrown into a state of depression because he had offended an important supporter. His close friends, Martha and Mary, were disappointed in him because he didn't heal Lazarus the way they expected him to. John eleven twenty one and 32. And the mourners in Jairus' house wanted him to be the consoler instead of the resurrector. They could not understand why he upset the funeral by raising Jairus' daughter from the dead, Matthew nine twenty three through 25 Even the disciples who were with him so much of the time did not understand him. 
He was never what they thought he should be because he was working from another agenda. The disciples wanted him to be there for them more than the father allowed. And so in a real sense, he was never enough for them. They wanted him to understand their needs and fulfill their agenda. When their boat was sinking on the Sea of Galilee, they awakened Jesus and tried to lay guilt on him that he had not been caring for them enough. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Mark 4:38. They meant, you should not be sleeping, you should be here for us. He was not enough for them. Jesus refused to take the guilt they tried to heap on him and quietly told them that they should grow up and use their own faith. They did not want to be responsible for their own lives, but desired to be looked after. Mark 4, 37-41 The disciples wanted him to be a more militant Messiah, as did the people who tried to make him king by force. They wanted him to destroy the enemies of the Jewish people and tried to pressure him into acting according to their racist thinking of what Messiah should be like. But Jesus would not be pressured and simply responded, You do not know what kind of spirit you are of. Luke nine fifty three through 55 It is important for us not to overlook the fact that Jesus knew he was a great disappointment to the twelve. But he also knew that he had expressed the Father's love to them, and he slept at night without anxiety for having hurt and confused his closest lieutenants. Peter, along with the others, was disappointed that he spoke of suffering and death on a cross. Obviously, a suffering Messiah was not going to be the one of power and earthly glory of whom they had always dreamed. They were further offended when he responded to Peter's words of concern and worldly wise advice with the rebuke, Get behind me, Satan. Matthew sixteen, twenty-one through 23 Wow, that's a lot of food for thought right there, my friends, to think about the fact that Jesus was not controlled by the disappointments or the expectations of people. I've often said that I believe that Peter's denial of Jesus came out of his disappointment and disillusionment with Jesus. I believe that Peter began to realize this is not the man that I thought he would be. Now, Peter was the one who confessed and said, you are the Christ. And that was by the witness, right, of the Spirit. But in Peter's own life, when Jesus was not matching Peter's view of how things should go and the way they should be, it began to put him on full tilt. And eventually uh, it was shown uh, to be out of self-love, out of this toxic love and devotion that had to be exposed to Peter. Jesus was fully aware of it. The word says in John 2 that Jesus never entrusted himself to man because he knew what was in man. You see, my friends, we're not called to entrust ourselves to others, meaning that we make them our source, that we put all of our hope in people. The Father has to be, through the finished work of Jesus on the cross and by the imparting work of Holy Spirit, has to be the full foundation of our entire existence or we will never be able to walk out the days ahead. 
Jesus would have never been able to be who he was sent to be to all of mankind for all of time, past, present, future, for all of eternity, if he tried to be to Mary and Martha who they thought he should be, or to Salome, the mother of James and John. Imagine Jesus walking through sin-infested humanity on all levels for 30 years. Can you imagine? He walked through many circumstances, witnessed many things as a child, as a young man, as an adult, yet never moved out in independence. Remember, it's not about Jesus never having a bad mood. It's not about Jesus never feeling frustrated. It's not about Jesus never misbehaving. This is so human (laughs) from our human viewpoint. Sin is when we live independent from the Father, whether good or evil. Jesus never sinned. He never stepped out of his dependency upon the Father to meet his need. Therefore, he was never led or directed by the driving demands or needs or views of other people. He was led by the Father. You see, all of this has so much to do with how we're living in this hour of history. And my friends, if we think being Christian means keeping everybody happy, just having a feigned unity, um, you know, being so loving, no one will ever be able to attack me, right? Do you understand that puts us in direct opposition to the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit? We, above all, who are to be so loved by the Father, ought to be the most loving according to the Father. What he meant. This is what Jesus had to hold to and chose to hold to and slept well, even knowing that many were upset with him, misunderstood him. See, this is a part of deep brokenness in our lives. The emotional reality is that when people disappoint, when we disappoint others, we feverishly begin to demand things of them or feverishly begin to try to rectify those things so that people will um, let us back into right standing with them. But my friends, we're called to live in our deepest oneness with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so this must first come to us, right? It's not about me giving uh, loving lessons to the whole world. No, I need to let the Father instruct me that I might live truly loving him, myself, and others according to the love that he's put within me. Then I won't misuse you. I won't lie to you to keep you close. I won't tell you what you want to hear in politically correct ways Uh, so that I can stay in your circles and receive your benefits, right? Do you understand that if we're truly called to live as Christ, and we are, we're called to live as mankind was meant to live, which was to share in the life and nature of the Godhead, to be a full expression of them, and to be uh, an extension of their authority. So give these things some thought, my friends. And we will be together on our next episode here 
on Tent Talk, the podcast of Nancy McCready Ministries. Love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccready.com or follow her on social media at nbmccready.com.